This is Alive with Joseph. We are looking at fight the good fight of faith. And this morning we'll be looking at part seven of fight the good fight of faith. In the book of Timothy, brother Paul began to admonish you and I that we should fight the good fight of faith. We should lay hold on eternal life. What is the fight of faith? The fight of faith is you and I maintaining what Jesus Christ has obtained for us on the cross of Calvary. So this morning, before, let's get into the word of God this morning, before we pray, let's get into the word of God this morning. Let's begin from the book of Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 17. Galatians 5, 16 to 17, it says, I read, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lost against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. What I, the apostle Paul is saying here to us is there is a struggle in the human life. Now it is a contest between your senses which the Bible referred to here as the flesh and your spirit. It is a contest between the voice of your senses against the voice of your spirit and he is saying in this contest you are the one to decide who is going to win this contest you know i've come to understand and discover that you know we have two kinds of informations that we are exposed to as human beings as human beings we all are exposed to two kinds of information and we are the ones to decide which one we are going to go with number one you are exposed to the information of the flesh that is based on your senses and also number two you are exposed to the information of the spirit that is based on the word of god now with these two kinds of informations you are the one that have to decide which one you are going to live by which one you are going to go by you are the one that is going to decide which one you are going to function with the information that is coming to your spirit based on the word of god or are you going to function with the information that is coming to your your flesh based on your senses and here the brother paul said to us in galatians chapter 5 in galatians chapter 5 he said to us here that the flesh is making war against the spirit and the spirit makes war against the flesh he said both of them are refusing to work together why because both of them are receiving their informations from different sources and because of this struggle brother paul said that you are unable to do what you want to do we are unable to do what we want to do except we make a choice because friends making this choice will not happen on its own it is you and i that will have to decide which information you are going to run your life with are you going to run your life with the information that comes to you based on your senses or the information that comes to you based on the word of god so he said fight the good fight of faith now what is the good fight of faith you may ask what is the good fight of faith the good fight of faith is you standing strong in the spirit 
based on the word of God. That is also the good fight of faith. You standing strong in the spirit based on the word of God. Why? Because the spirit doesn't have any other information. The spirit only gets his information from the word of God. And that is what the spirit has to fight with. The spirit only gets his information from the word of God. As a result, that is what the spirit fights with. But your flesh, the information that comes to your flesh, is based on every other information that is coming from your senses. Every other information, the confusing information, the all kinds of information coming from your senses, that is where the flesh gets its information from, and that is what the flesh fights with but the spirit gives you information that is based on the word of God and you are not left to make the choice that is why friends you have to now begin to renew your mind because renewing your mind is of utmost importance in you being able to make a choice on which information you are going to run your life with renewing your mind is very key you must understand that already your mind has been saturated with informations that is coming from the senses before you got born again even now that you're born again your mind is constantly being fed with informations that is coming flowing from your senses but you need to consciously and intentionally begin to renew your mind based on the information that is coming from the word of God you must understand that renewing your mind is very key for you to be able to make the right choice on what information you are going to allow to rule your life you need to begin to change your way of thinking but you cannot change your way of thinking if you do not get into scriptures because your way of thinking can only be made better when you get into scriptures you need to begin to replace the old way of thinking with God's way of thinking but you cannot replace it if you have not gotten into the word of God to renew your mind so that from scriptures you are able to replace the information that is contrary to what the word of God says so your Bible makes it clear you must understand that the Bible tells you that you are in this world but you are not of this world so as a result even though you are on this planet earth refuse to allow the information flowing from this planet earth to be the governing information in your mind because why when you allow that you will not be able to fight the good fight of faith do not forget the information that is on this planet earth they are informations that are based on the senses as a result it cannot fuel faith rather it fuels fear but when you begin to renew your mind with the word of God you begin to replace your thinking with God's way of thinking you discover that you enjoy victory in every area of life I want you to boldly declare this morning I will renew my mind declare it again I replace my thinking with God's way of thinking if you believe that give Jesus praise this morning hallelujah 
Now, what is the fight of faith? What is the fight of faith? The fight of faith is the fight you have to fight in spite of the evidence of the senses. It is the fight you have to fight in spite of the evidence of the senses. You have to say it is a fight you fight despite the evidence, the natural evidence the senses are giving to you. That is, you have to begin to say something different from what your senses are suggesting to you. You've got to say something different that is coming from your spirit, that is based on the word of God, that is contrary to what your senses are funneling to you. For example, your senses tells you that you will die based on the information that is available to Iha. Now, you need to now replace those information with the word of God that says, I shall live and not die. Why? Because the word of God is dependable. Your senses are not dependable. Your senses are subject to changes. But the word of God remains the same yesterday, remains the same today, remains the same forever. As a result, when the senses sends information that is contrary to what God has said to you, you take the word of God and you replace it. You take the word of God and replace what the senses have sent with the word of God. Why? Because the word of God is true. The word of God is dependable. The word of God cannot fail. The word of God have no margin for failure. So you hold on to scriptures and you do not allow your senses you know have dominion over you understand that your senses will never agree with you in relation with God's word so you have to remind yourself that you now have a new life based on the word of God you are now seeing things differently as a result you talk differently why because you are not of this world even though you are in this world but you're asking about pastor are you saying that, you know, should I be saying something that is contrary to how I feel? Yes, that is what I'm saying to you. You must say things that are contrary to your feelings. Do not forget, your feelings is part of your senses. And your feelings are not reliable. You cannot rely on your feelings to make decisions that affects your eternal destiny. As a result, you need to say things that are contrary to how you feel and you do not just say anything you take the word of God and you say over your feelings what the word of God have said concerning your life don't let your senses dominate you let your spirit 
gain the mastery over your life because if your spirit gains the mastery over your life your life will begin to follow and become what the word of god have said you should become so brother paul said to us walk in the spirit so that you do not fulfill the desires of the flesh he now also said to us in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 7 brother paul now said to brother paul said to us again he said walk by faith not by your sensory perception for we walk by faith not by sight we walk by faith not by our sensory perception so then walk by faith now what is faith what is faith faith listen to this faith is you seeing the unseen faith is calling things that be not as though they were faith is you giving it a name even when others haven't seen it with their optical eyes so faith is you seeing the unseen faith is you being able to tap into the mind of god and see the unseen that is faith and i've said to you last week you are already have faith so you are not looking for faith you already have faith it was given to you at the point of salvation hallelujah let me show you something quickly let me show you something else quickly in the book of hebrews i'm going to show you something we all know that jesus christ went to heaven and there was a time before he went to heaven there was a time that jesus christ walked this earth and when he walked this earth he was crucified and when he was crucified he died for you and i he was buried for you and i and the bible said in hebrews 12 2 psalms 110 verse 1 ephesians chapter 1 verse 20 that god raised him from the dead and he ascended into heaven and that is where he is sitting right now at the right hand of god's throne you can give me ephesians 120 he is sitting right now at the right hand of the throne of god now understand that the word seated at the right hand is not the same as the word seated at the right hand side of god please follow me carefully follow me carefully understand that the word seated at the right hand and the word seated at the right hand side of God, they are two different things. The word at the right hand of God means that, you know, it's like saying someone is your right hand man. And your right hand man doesn't mean someone who is sitting at your right hand side. When I say Pastor Aubrey is my right hand man, it doesn't mean that Pastor Aubrey is sitting at my right hand side. Actually, as I'm speaking right now, Pastor Aubrey is not sitting even at the right hand side of me. So when I say he's my right hand man, I, I don't mean that he is sitting at the right hand side of me. The, your right hand man or woman means someone to whom you have given authority to. So when the Bible says that jesus is sitting at the right hand of god at the right hand of god 
Now, it simply means, let me read it. When the Bible says, which he wrote in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly place. Now, what that simply means is that Jesus Christ is sitting on the seat of authority. It simply means he is sitting on the seat of authority. Jesus sitting at the right hand of God means he is sitting on the seat of authority. Jesus is not on God's right hand side. No. When the Bible says right hand, is not talking about that Jesus right now is sitting at the right hand side of God. What the Bible is simply saying is that Jesus is the right hand man of God. He has authority. He is sitting on the seat of authority and Jesus is sitting has nothing to do with geographical position with respect to the throne of God oh my God Jesus is sitting when the Bible says he's sitting at, in heaven at the right hand of God the Bible is not saying that Jesus is sitting by the right side of God what the Bible is simply saying that Jesus is occupying a seat of authority given to him by God and the Bible now says that you and I we are seated with Christ in heavenly places which simply means if Jesus is sitting on the seat of authority, you and I as believers, we are also seated at the seat of authority. That tells me, friends, whatever Jesus can do, you too can do on the planet Earth. Why? Because the same authority that Jesus has been conferred on, that same authority has been conferred on you. And that is why brother Paul now says you should fight the good fight of faith why because in this fight you have been given the authority to take charge and rule and have dominion when you fight this fight give Jesus praise this morning so you must understand you too are sitting in the seat of authority you are sitting in the seat of authority. Boldly declare, I am sitting on the seat of authority. Boldly declare, I have authority. Therefore, I take charge of my immediate world. Give Jesus praise this morning. And now, Jesus sitting at the right hand of God. What is he doing? What is he doing? Listen. When Jesus walked this earth, he was our shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. What does that imply? A shepherd symbolizes two things. A shepherd symbolizes protection. A shepherd symbolizes provision. Now, that is what gives me confidence. Consigning your life in this season. That is, no matter what happens... Your safety in this season is guaranteed. And your provision in this season 
is settled. Why? Because Jesus, the one who is seated at the right hand of God, is your good shepherd. And as a shepherd, he symbolizes protection. He symbolizes provision. Therefore, I declare over you this morning, as your amen comes like thunder, you are divinely protected in the name of Jesus. I speak over you this morning, receive supernatural provision in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe it, let me hear your loudest amen. So that's what gives me confidence. Friends, you must understand that the ultimate source of every blessing, provision, protection in your life is the Lord himself. The one who is your good shepherd. The one who says he is your good shepherd. So Jesus walked this earth as a good shepherd he became your crucified lord and our representative in death then god raised him up when he was raised up he became our high priest he walked this earth as our good shepherd became our crucified lord and our representative in death that is jesus went died your death so that you can live his life and when God raised him up, he became your high priest. And the Bible says, he took his own life, according to the book of Hebrews chapter 9, he took his own blood and went into the most holy place and poured it out on the altar. Where the priest, normally in the old covenant, the priest will always go with the blood of animal. And when he goes with the blood of animal, he pours it on the altar. But Jesus Christ, he went with his own blood. Listen, friends, in the old covenant, the high priest went in once every year on behalf of the people. But when Jesus was crucified on the cross, when he cried out and said, it is finished, the Bible recorded that the veil in the temple that separated the people from the most holy place was turn into two from top to bottom thereby opening up the most holy place to everyone so when jesus died and he was crucified on the cross he opened up gave you access that is why the book of hebrews says that you must come boldly to the throne of grace so that you can receive help our year of marvelous help can i announce to you friends in this month of february you will enjoy help like never before why jesus has torn the veil from top to bottom opened up the way so that you can gain access to the throne of grace where there is ready help waiting for you to enjoy hallelujah glory to god in the old covenant you needed a high priest to go there but now you don't need a high priest you don't need a high priest jesus already tore the veil so that you can come in and also what god was trying to show to us by that singular activity of our lord jesus christ is that the old way god 
God had done away with the old way. He has done away with Aaron's kind of priesthood. The presence of God was taken away from that kind of priesthood. The Bible now says that Jesus went into the presence of God to appear on your behalf with his own blood. So he is now your high priest according to Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12. He is now your high priest. Oh my God, he is now your high priest. He went in on your behalf. He went in on your behalf and obtained access to authority so that you can function in that authority on the planet earth. Go with me to Hebrews chapter 8, verse 1 to 3. Hebrews 8, verse 1 to 3. I read. Now, this is the main point of the things we are saying. We have such a high priest who is seated at the right hand. Can you see that again? At the right hand. Oh my God, can you see that? At the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord erected and not man. For every high priest, a high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. Therefore, it is necessary that this one also have something to offer. He entered into the true tabernacle which was built by the Lord himself according to Hebrews chapter 8. Not the tabernacle built by men. But the tabernacle built by the Lord himself. Now listen carefully. Other high priests in the old covenant, they went into the tabernacle built by men. But Jesus went into the tabernacle, the real tabernacle, which was the presence of the heavenly father. Now the Levitical priesthood entered into the tabernacle to offer sacrifices not just for the people, also for themselves. And when they enter to offer that sacrifice, they go with the blood of animals. But Jesus, your high priest, when he went in to offer sacrifice, he wasn't offering sacrifice for himself. Why? He was a sinless man. He went to offer sacrifice for you and he did that with his own blood. Now speaking of Jesus, the writer of the book of Hebrews now says in Hebrews 7 verse 25, Therefore, he is able also to save forever those who draw near to God through him. Since he always lives to make intercession for them. That's where I'm going this morning. He lives to make intercession for them. When Jesus went into the tabernacle, which was the presence of God, he went with his own blood. When he got there, offered the sacrifice. Now this verse, verse 25, Hebrews 7, now tells us that although Christ's work to secure your salvation was completed on the cross, as evident when he cried, it is finished in John 19 verse 30. His care for you, his care for you, his redeemed was not finished. 
and will never be finished why he is the good shepherd the job of the shepherd towards the sheep is never finished jesus did not go to heaven after his earthly ministry and he went to heaven to take a break from his role as your eternal shepherd he now went to heaven to make intercession for you romans 5 verse 10 now says for if why we were enemies we were reconciled to god through the death of his son much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life when jesus was despised when he was dying when he died he had the power to reconcile you back to god he had the power to accomplish so much more by reconciling you back to god how much more will the living jesus do for you the bible said he is seated there making intercession for you he is seated there a living exalted triumphant redeemer raised to life interceding on your behalf before the throne of god that is to say jesus is still active today concerning your life that is why friends you must fight the good fight of faith because jesus is in heaven right now ensure that all the victory he died for all the breakthrough he died for all the healing he died for all the favor he died for will come to you that is why you do not give up you maintain what he has obtained for you because even right now he is still interceding for you making sure that everything that has your name on it will come to you child of God no matter the pressure stand your ground in faith no matter what your senses are sending to you no matter the information your senses are sending to you stand your ground in faith because Jesus is in heaven ensuring that your victory on this earth comes to pass irrespective of what the devil throws at you hallelujah hallelujah you must fight the good fight of faith Jesus is still fighting on your behalf still interceding making sure that what he died for can become yours on this planet earth and that is why you must put him in the midst of what you're going through you must bring jesus into the midst of what you're going through because he didn't retire jesus did not go to heaven and retired he went to heaven still ensuring that every victory that belongs to you comes to pass that is why even when the accuser of the brethren comes to god to accuse you that you do not deserve the favor of god jesus who is still interceding on your behalf is able to say i paid for her victory i paid for her healing i paid for her favor i paid for her breakthrough i paid for her testimony friends you have no reason not to enjoy what jesus has paid for on your behalf it's your time to celebrate it's your time to enjoy victory and i declare you listening to me and you are sick by what jesus has done 
and by where Jesus is right now at the seat of authority interceding I declare let your healing manifest now receive your healing be free from that sickness be free from that disease be free from that coronavirus in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ let me hear your thunderous amen give Jesus praise therefore I speak over your family your family is healed your family is restored your business is delivered from losses in the name of our Lord Jesus your career is restored your family receives favor even in this season in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ amen give Jesus praise this morning that's all I have for you this morning thank you so much for listening we believe you were blessed by the word for more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time, God bless.